0: Hey guys, a lot of stuff to tell you about today, starting with our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is, of course, the uh, razor and shaving supply company that delivers razors and shaving supplies right to your door. Uh, they're high quality. That is a terrific shave. They ship for free to your front door. They're about half the price of the other big branded blades. They make their own blades. It's, it really is a high quality product. Um, the starter set is an amazing deal. For $15, you get a razor, moisturizing, shave cream, and three razor blades. Um, and there's a satisfaction guarantee. Here's the part where I endorse the product, and I genuinely am endorsing this product. Uh, Harry's sent us some stuff, um, and I have been a an electric shaver user for like six or seven years now. And I thought, I will give this Harry stuff a try. And it is really terrific. No joke. Uh, it's, it's like a clean shave. It's, it's, uh, stu- it's high-quality stuff, both the razor and the shaving gel and the aftershave lotion, which is something I never used, but it's really great. Um, so I really do like this Harry stuff, and I hope they send me more stuff. And if they don't, I'm going to buy it because it's really uh, inexpensive and high-quality uh, you get a clean, close, comfortable shave. Go to Harry's.com, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in this coupon code, WRITER, W R I T E R. That's all capitals. That's H A R R Y S.com, Harry's.com, and enter the coupon code WRITER. Uh, at checkout for $5 off, and you'll start getting a clean, close shave that you will enjoy. I actually can't wait to shave these days since I got this Harry's stuff. I wish I was kidding about that. So check it out. Once again, harrys.com, coupon code WRITER, W-R-I-T-E-R, for $5 off. Um, And uh, enjoy it. And thanks to Harry's for sponsoring. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, everyone. This is Ben Blacker, the creator and moderator of the Nerdist Writers panel. I myself am a television writer, having written for such shows as Supernatural, Nickelodeon's Super Ninjas, and I'm currently working for the DreamWorks program Puss in Boots, which is available right now via Netflix. Uh, check it out. It's pretty fun. I am also the co-creator of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, a stage show in the style of old-time radio uh, that is available as a podcast here on the Nerdist Network. For information about the Thrilling Adventure Hour, go to thrillingadventurehour.com.
1: It's the Nerdist Writers Panel And it's hosted by Ben Blacker Where he gets a bunch of writers And he asks them lots of questions And it's starting now So this will be the end of the theme
0: uh, You guys, thank you for being here uh, Our old friend, Carrie Aaron, is back
1: Thank you for <laughs> By old, on. you mean I've been here Come before Come on <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> That was a joke <laughs> Thank you, Just nice to be here
0: um, And either. yes, and Freddie Highmore uh, is here as well Thank you for being here, Freddie Thank you Which means are Our we're new here. friend Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, our young friend. Um, They can only mean one thing. We're here to talk about Bates Motel, which premieres Monday. Um, Carrie, I have been watching for the third time Friday Night Lights lately. Your name comes up an awful lot, which is fantastic. Um, So what I wanted to talk about with you to kind of kick us off, and, and, Freddie, I'm curious to hear about this from you as well, uh, Bates Motel is in its third, going into its third season now. Right. How is it the same and different to things you have worked on in the past? How you know, That's is actually a great question. The story, I'm very good at this. Yeah. How is the storytelling <laughs> really the same? <laughs> You're how so complimentary. <laughs> um, and Freddie, likewise, you know, Norman Bates obviously is a huge iconic character. You've talked about this, I'm sure, many, many times in the past couple of years. But how is this character different to and the same as characters you've played in the past. We'll start with you, Carrie. Okay.
1: Um, It's a a funny question to me because I have written a lot of different genres, Mm -hmm. um, and people sometimes ask how you write different genres, and I think the thing is I write them all the same. (laughs) I I think that's a good answer. I mean, I think that's true. It's Mm -hmm. like sometimes you have to up the suspense more or whatever Mm -hmm. it is to accommodate the genre, but I feel like... um, what always uh, captures me in in any story is is the people in it and why they're doing what they're doing and what mm-hmm. they are trying to what they need what they want out of life that they're not getting and that's always how I connect into stuff.
0: Hmm. So and what, what is that for Bates?
1: <clears throat> oh well, for Norma, she just she wants normalcy. She want you know she grew up in a tough environment, and she never had that feeling of um, peace or normalcy or that you were going to come home and things were going to be the same. You Mm -hmm. know, it was like she grew up in a lot of chaos, and I think that's huge for her. And I think also connection is huge for her, um, and that's why Norman is so incredibly bound to her, um, because they, they are that to each other. Yeah, so I think that's under everything, all the, all the shenanigans. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's well, kind of the...
0: Yeah, and I think it's, it's interesting. I mean, you you mentioned you are writing the same for across the yeah. genre, because the genre stuff is just sort of the trapping. Yes, it, yes, right? it's the shape, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there stuff... You know what, let's, let's go to Freddie on Kay. this, and then I want to okay. follow up on that. Um, again, you know, you're a young guy, but you've done a lot of work. Um, how is Norman the same too and different from characters you've played in the past?
2: First of all, I guess is the first television show that I did, so that was a completely different idea, I guess, to start developing a character. Not having, I mean, you kind of have the end point, mm-hmm. hopefully, as <laughs> sure. long as the as long as the seasons carry on going, but there isn't that same pressure to rush any transitions or Mm -hmm. to make this person into someone else and so at the same time you can you can learn and change and I I imagine it's the same with the the writing as well that you writers must start to sort of write for the actors and for the characters Mm -hmm. that are being created and you have this idea in your mind as an actor And, and I guess the same as a writer of how things will come across and then over time, that perception, that initial perception that you have changes. Yeah. Uh, so that was new for me working yeah. in television.
0: I'm curious about, like, you know, knowing where this character goes. I mean, this, is, this show is a prequel. Um, and, and as Carlton has talked about on this podcast, it's a tragedy. Um, knowing where this character goes, does that change being in the moment with the character? Like, how, how do you be in the moment with this character?
1: Denial. Does, i'm sure
0: you find his redeemable features and just
2: yeah i I think the first two seasons in a way were getting people to support norman and Mm -hmm. in the third season for the first time what's fun is i felt more that we can challenge that and show a slightly different side to norman that's a bit more uh certainly more mature with the knowledge that he's gained but also manipulative perhaps at at times Um, yeah. But then holding on to this side of him that we want to, to support.
0: Yeah, did you guys as collaborators, did you have to hold back on making him a flawed character? Because you are trying to make him a, you know, a focal character for those first couple seasons? I
1: think I'm such a mother I, that <laughs> when, like, my whole, my whole feeling about Norman, and Norman too to some extent, is just that they're good. Like like I couldn't I couldn't really look at how they were not good. I had to stay in in a certain in a way in denial. Um, hmm. So I still feel that way, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> so don't disappoint me. <laughs> well, that's, I, I mean, know that he's not that manipulative, <laughs> but, he, but he is. Yeah. But you Well, everyone's manipulative. Well, it's oh, surprising to hear, having
0: seen this third season yeah. premiere, yeah. where yeah. like it starts to get it starts to tip yeah. into some. Norman territory that we know. Yeah. And and is earned.
2: I think that was the... Uh, that's what was perhaps you're saying, don't go too far at the start. And there was this... I guess everyone suddenly gets... Or you get the role of Norman Bates and it's Bates Motel. And you think, oh, we'll be dressing up in the first episode <laughs> as Norma.
1: Which everyone is always very excited to <laughs> push along. <laughs> I know.
2: And everyone's like, oh, let's do this. And you kind of want For those... Sure. <laughs> it's such a great... Opportunity and those things are so what's They're the right fun. word? Yeah, fun sure. and and attractive yeah. to just Yeah. Go so far from the start. But the right. kind of deliciousness about the show is just mm-hmm. waiting and that that build up and the tension and season three has kind of earned the perhaps more the Norman that we expected at mm-hmm. the beginning.
0: Yeah, he's he's certainly getting there or showing yeah. flashes of it, but but I think you're right. I think it it's it's earned. I mean, we've been yeah. with them now for what twenty six episodes. Yeah. Um, what is what is the fun of this show for you?
1: Well, there's there's a lot of things that are fun about it. I mean, one of the most fun things about it is that for such a dark subject, it is one of the most fun shows I've ever worked <laughs> on. Everyone on it is incredibly great and uh good spirit and incredibly professional really passionate about it um so we actually have a great deal of fun making it um and you know the other the the fun part in the and the creative process is just the, the the kind of sleight of hand that you get to do where you you Get people to to engage and to feel, and then you kind of pull the rug out, and then you and then you and then you make them feel again. And it's you know, it's a, it's a little bit like conducting, and that's awfully fun. That's really cool. <laughs> well, now who's manipulating? <laughs> oh, I believe me, I, I'm a class A manipulator. I'm sure. Uh, you about? and Norman. <laughs> yeah. Now it's all making sense. He's not Norman
0: at all. <laughs> well. I'm just a very nice guy. <laughs> Uh, what is the fun of this character for you? End of the show. As Kerry says, there's so many
2: moments on set where the humour comes out and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there with Vera and we just <laughs> it's just so funny imagining these or imagining Norman and, Norman and his dog or these visions of <laughs> visions that Norman has of of his mother that flash to him at awkward moments and we always just think, oh, we should just do a comedy alongside it. (laughs) Just have this, like, half-hour Bates Motel show. Oh, please Um, do. But also I continually describe scenes as fun that to the outside don't appear to be fun at all. And so, you know, another killing scene or a sort of smashing something up or a very uh, Norman in a more dangerous Mm -hmm. mode... I'll be like, oh, it's really fun today. Like, I'm going in to watch Annika
0: uh, undress in the shower. I'll be like, what do you mean, fun? What sort of fun are you talking about? What, well, what is fun about that for an actor? Listen, I don't know anything about acting. This is a writer's <laughs> podcast. Sorry. Yeah. What? So you have to teach us everything. What? What is fun about that for an actor?
2: I guess it's... Uh... I mean, it's completely not your yourself in some ways, so you can indulge these um, <laughs> tendencies
0: that you have. <laughs> sure. Not that, not that you don't personally know. have, but that humanity has.
2: Yes. Sure. And I guess the other thing with a TV show that's great is a sense of, especially when you've done a couple of seasons, that you can try something different and not feel mm-hmm. so nervous about it not coming off. And maybe that's the same with writing, that you've... Mm-hmm. Because it's... Somewhat established, and people have liked mm-hmm. some of what you've been doing. You feel a greater, a greater um, sort of confidence to mm-hmm. to try something different and to push out different sides of Norman that you might not have uh, dared to do in in the first episode.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Were, were was that true as a writer and as the writing staff? Um, did you guys? Feel like you discovered things along the way that you could then exploit, or that the time was right to kind of push things out a little bit. What, yes. what was, were some of those things, like in season two, or um, even as this we're coming up on? Well, season I mean, three. season
1: two was was you know that huge arc of Norman realizing that he may have had something to do with killing Blair was a huge thing, and we thought a lot about that and how to do it and how to make him, how to have him react to knowing that because that's so indicative of of his character and you want people to stay with him, you know, to not turn against him. So, I mean, a lot of the trick of this show is keeping people on the ride with him, with Norman. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've always thought of him as the victim as opposed to the, um, the guy running around with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> because he really does not want to be this person. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that's how we look at telling his story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great conflict for a character.
0: Yeah. A great, like you can play that story wise as, as, for as long as yeah. you want. Um, how do you dramatize that?
1: just really slowly and carefully you know I mean (laughs) I think it's it's very deliberate the the other thing in any episodic TV show is you have to constantly reinvent scenarios I mean it's just like in life when you are like let's say in a bad marriage um You could be in a bad marriage for three years and every day will be different than the other Mm. one. There will be a different version of what that looks like or how you react to it or how they react, you know. So it's kind of just working that out every day in the writer's room um, and keeping it fresh and keeping it real and also amusing ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. it's very important to feel excited by an idea and want to write it because it means it's new, you know. So listening to that is a, yeah. is important, and and the same question, you know, that conflict is so
0: key to Norman's character. Mm. Obviously, you're given these terrific scenarios to play, but how do you how do you play that conflict within a scene? I'm always curious about that. Yeah, it's a hard question. I don't
2: know. <laughs> you, uh, I guess, in some way, it just feels instinctual. After a while, that mm. Norman is battling these two sides to himself and yeah. it's hard to it's hard to kind of express the process behind it all or, mm-hmm. or how you kind of arrive at this interpretation of a scene. But certainly something I've always thought is that it has to just come from from this real place. And in a way the sort of secret of acting is don't act and just try and be as close to Norman as you can <laughs> at that moment, um, within the confines of where you're working i guess
0: sure. does that get scary for you <laughs>
2: no no not at all i never kind of go home and think oh my i mean perhaps to maybe you doing an intense angry scene and mm-hmm. you're not just sort of suddenly walking off the set and laughing with everyone but at the same time you control yourself enough to not walk out and abuse everyone in the room <laughs> right um but there's always and i think sometimes when those things slip out of people having yelled abuse, there's mm-hmm. a certain sympathy that you can have because if you've spent an hour shouting at Norma um, it's very hard to just suddenly walk out and like I, don't, I mean Vera and I I guess do we just like give each other a hug or something but there's, um, you do have to kind of work yourself up for real in mm-hmm. order to, to get that effect. Sure, yeah.
0: but it seems like you know, from the top down there's a really safe creative environment here um, I'm yeah. Do you curious
2: find that writing sorry, yeah, I was like curious about, about that. do you yeah, well, find a, an angry that you that you As end I, up?
1: Yes, absolutely. That you work I yourself feel, up I and you like go and see your family? Yes. You're like, ah, what are you? <laughs> well, no, because I confine it to the reality yeah. of the mm-hmm. of what we're doing. Yeah. But yes, I definitely feel it all. How do you how do you dig
0: deep? How do you find the truth in those <laughs> scenes?
1: It's There's again, some heavy stuff in in there. I think. I I I think I live in that <laughs> I, think, I think I live there and the the challenge is not living there 24/7 mm-hmm. like <laughs> when you're yeah. just having coffee with someone um so I think that's just kind of where I I don't know I just I'm very I like people are fascinating to me and how how emotions work and what we all want and how we like Like you can talk to anyone, most people, not, not Freddie so much, but like, (laughs) like within 10 minutes, you can get a pretty good feeling of what the person needs. Hmm. Um, and I just think that's fascinating. So how do you turn it off? How do you not live twenty four? <laughs> <laughs> how do you <laughs> want to show that? <laughs> well, I mean, the good thing is you're working with creative people, and I think yeah. a lot of creative people live in that space as well. Um, and uh, like writers, one of the reasons I love writers' rooms is because we all, we all just go in there and talk about incredibly personal <laughs> stuff, and sure. and uh, you know, it's a, it's just throw it out on the table every day. That's what what's why it's kind of fun.
0: I'm curious about how that translates. What What did your room look like for season three? Was it the same as uh, the first couple seasons?
1: No, it, it's honestly, it's hard to keep the same people because you're only doing ten episodes and right. then it's just hard with the timing so we, we had a new staff this year um, and I loved my staff. Mm-hmm. But you um, still have a before. room right?
0: You don't tend to freelance them. All.
1: Oh no, no, we have, we very much have a room. We talk through every single story and every single beat of every single story Um uh, many many times, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, and and so I want to let's let's kind of step back for a second um, and talk about the beginning of this show. We've talked about it a little bit on this podcast in the past, um, but specifically, where did Freddie come from? How did he? How did where you did cast him? <laughs> <come from?
1: laughs> I'm asking her, not you. <laughs> um, uh, how did you guys web, find him? Sir, who is our who is our amazing casting director? Um, And just one of the... She's just so gifted. Like, She has the best instincts about characters and actors. Um, Freddie was the first person she put in front of us. And um, we Skyped with him. I was 20 minutes late. (laughs) Where were you? I was in England. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I came in a little bit late on that Skype. But he was so incredibly um, charming and smart and um, adorable... And so Carlton and I, the Skype ended and Carlton and I just looked at each other and were like, well, he's kind of (laughs) great. And then um, there were all these complications with he was in Cambridge um, and was going to do a what was that thing you were doing? You were like it was going an internship st- in yes. Kuwait because I was yes. doing
2: Arabic and Spanish. Yeah. So I was in oh I ended up going directly from Kuwait to so there was, yeah. to Vancouver. Oh, wow.
1: A million things to work out, so it was a very long process, mm-hmm. but he was the first we just fell in love with him.
0: Interesting. And was there you had seen a, a script at this point? Yes. And um, then
1: yeah, because
2: the, the first that was also what was so maybe unique. Yeah. Um and attractive as well. Is it in the first season they had the kind of entire year committed? There wasn't this. there was this sort of bypassing right. of the pilot stage, right. and, and so yeah, it was more six scripts were already written ago. that that could be read, and then there were just four more to kind of complete the season. So mm-hmm. you could see so clearly what hmm. what was going to be taking place.
0: Yeah. Oh, interesting! I didn't realize that many were written ahead of time.
1: Yeah, um, it was nice. It's yeah. a nice luxury to get to do that.
0: But you also, I imagine, you know. You're doing that without a cast, without a crew, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. knowing what these buildings look like. I guess yeah. you know what the motel looks like, but beyond that. Yes, that. <laughs> we <didn't know> that. <laughs> you at least have that. Um but you know, no directors. Yeah. So things must have changed once. They production did but they started. did
1: not change drastically. Yeah. And maybe it is because we all knew the house and the motel. I mean maybe sure. that's why You had um, that anchor. And that w- that was the show. Mm-hmm. You know, that place. Um which is not to say that they didn't redesign the house quite a bit, you it's know. It's um, just so much bigger. I was, <laughs> I was at
2: Universal. It's just such a grander scale. It, it is bigger.
1: All one, yeah. yeah. And also figuring out the interior of the house because in the film it's very. It's like a lot of. Doilies and <laughs> it's 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 much more demented. So it's yeah. like you know we wanted to hang on to some that's of really that, funny. but not make Norma seem insane. Hey, sure,
0: <laughs> not
2: obviously insane. Yeah. we so
0: obviously insane. Yeah, um, that's really funny. It never occurred to me that you know that was the homework that had to be done. Yeah. was taking apart the sets and the, yeah you know, the actions and these yeah. little moments. That's that's very interesting.
1: Um, yeah, and um our artistic director mm-hmm. is pretty genius Mark Freeborn mm-hmm. it's um, a beautiful it's a beautiful looking chap it's amazing yeah and even just the details on the sets are mm-hmm. just um, so they're so great for character and for reality you really walk into those rooms and you feel you. there's like a vibe in them um, mm-hmm. that you feel it's, it's really great it's right.
2: fun now because you kind of create these real memories that are inside the house Sure. You kind of go back for the third season and you're like, oh, I remember when you're sitting on the sofa doing a scene, and you think, oh, I remember two years ago we doing a scene here with yeah. Sheriff Romero, <laughs> and like how times have changed. <laughs>
0: yeah, but um, it's actually lived in.
2: But, 100%. and it had, yeah, it kind of holds these real, like, lived in memories, as yeah. you say.
0: Um, so, so let me go back to early on. Um, you had read at least the first script and presumably, yeah. you know, knew what the story would be for the, the next bunch. What did you respond to in this? And, and again, your first tv series Mm. what made this what made this the thing what made this the one it's it's funny how it
2: um it just seemed so immediately appealing i mean of course i wasn't to know how well i'd get along with Mm -hmm. with vera and carrie and carlton and but but they all seemed very nice too um
0: (laughs) Well, they were trying to impress you at the time. I know, yeah. <laughs> that's by being late. But, yeah, <laughs> by showing up 20 minutes late.
2: Uh, but it was the opportunity to work, to work with those people, and and the scripts were just so kind of immediately got the character. And I think that that's sometimes, when looking at scripts, if you read it the first time and don't have this, it's almost an immediate impression that you get, uh, or I get anyway, of whether or not you see yourself as the character or whether Hmm. whether you see the character immediately and kind of i don't know 90 percent of the work is almost like done once you've read it and you think oh this is exactly how i want to play this person Mm -hmm. as opposed to sitting down forever and trying to work it out yeah that makes sense and uh, i'm not sure i immediately identified (laughs) with him (laughs) in terms of uh in terms of that legacy or in terms of mm-hmm. putting him into that Psycho space, it was certainly its own world and then um rewatch Psycho as a source of inspiration, but it wasn't, oh, I, I love Psycho and this isn't the reason that I must do it. It was very much its own project.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, can you tell me about how the collaboration with the actors works? Uh, I'm specifically curious about, like, how much story do they know at the beginning of any given season? And how much do you guys know?
1: Well, we usually know quite a bit because we like to do the scripts ahead of time, mm-hmm. so we can really enjoy the production process and and really, you know, work to make it the best it can be. Do you are you able to do 10 scripts before production starts? We don't usually get to ten, we usually get to six or seven. That's pretty good. Yeah. But it does slow down considerably once production sure. starts. But that's a great head start. Yeah, it is. It makes it it makes it um actually just all the difference between being sane and not. Um <laughs> and your <clears throat> writer's room is here in LA, right? Yeah, and productions uh-huh. in Vancouver. Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um the collaboration I mean I don't even know how it works. It's and it kind of grows. It's different every year. I think um I think in the first year, you're all getting used to each other, and you're all very... Like, Tentative. <laughs> yeah, we're, exactly. Yeah, it's like, and then the second year, it's a little less, and then it's, you know... I mean, people start being like, hey, this will be a good story. What if, like, this happens or that happens? <laughs> and then you see... Like, I was telling this to Vera the other day. Like, when I watch dailies sometimes, I get story ideas just because... Hmm the character becomes so real in that moment. And I, and I like look at, I was just looking at her do a scene and I went, Oh, I know exactly how she would handle this thing that's coming up. Um, so I think it's sort of, um, it's more on that level where, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a all kind of psychically connected. I don't (laughs) know quite how it works, but it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It Um, is.
2: That's really interesting. We're we're in touch a lot.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Especially Carrie, who's kind of taken the reins, I guess, to, s- I, to some extent with the with the writing. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm chatty. And, and I'm very Carrie's needy. I have to. I have to text every It makes make sure everything's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so that way, there's this constant dialogue. It isn't a kind of completely separate, even though we're in different places. It isn't. Uh, it never feels separate from from LA or from yeah. what's going on.
0: Well, that's good. Um, and do you send your writers to set?
1: Uh we do some when we can yeah oh. I I like to have a presence of um the writing staff on set I think that's really good. I think it's great for them to be up there to see to see the production and and as I said there's like there's something that happens when you're on the set when you see Vera and Freddie and Max and mm-hmm. Nestor and Olivia. Like when you see them do it, it, it becomes so real and it's it's very inspiring mm-hmm. and it really gets you into this creative place that makes it so much easier to go back to L.A. and write stories about it.
0: Yeah, so it feels
1: real. It's really yeah. true. I
0: mean, there's something about seeing those characters inhabited.
1: It's chemistry. Yeah, yeah it's like being present with it. I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm. Was there? And I asked this of. Carrie earlier, but was there stuff uh, in, whether it's in receiving a new script or even within a scene that surprised you about the show or the direction of the show or even about your character in the past couple of years? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Or even
2: coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the one thing that's funny about playing Norman more than all of the other and more than most people on TV is that there are less surprises but that makes it in some ways more enjoyable because you get to plan out to a much greater extent the trajectory of your character over the seasons over the hopefully how many seasons you get to do so it's more the sense of excitement that you're going to be able to take that next step that you always knew was coming but you didn't quite know when uh as opposed to something completely different and unexpected Mm -hmm. but i think in in the third season what's what's so fun (laughs) is the
0: it's dark i know it's going to be dark
2: no (laughs) no more the the breakdown i think of of the relationship between norma and norman Mm -hmm. and whereas i think they've both looked at their relationship previously as being beneficial to each other positive and and quite normal uh, in the third season. they both reevaluate that and that 's exciting to read and you start to see the sort of chinks appearing yeah. and the um, the ways that they start toying with each other and try and uh, get one over each other at certain mm. points um, and so that's that 's what was great about season three those scenes I guess at, at the core it 's always the sort of norma Norman scenes that then um, mm-hmm. dictate how those how that interaction dictates the sort of external reactions that then move move away from that. Yeah. It's like it's the sort it, of rippling out from yeah. from that those sort of central duo.
0: It's exciting as a viewer too. I mean I wanna talk a little bit about the decisions made even in this, this season three premiere, you know, you spent two seasons building up this relationship yeah. um, so why is now the time to start uh, dismantling it or even just start poking at it
1: I think I think with anything creative you have to feel it out and I think that by the end of last season we felt that's, that's where it felt fun to go next <laughs> it felt like the previous season It felt it felt really nice to take like a breath a little bit and to do a little bit of storytelling about them as real people especially norma trying to kind of get what she really wanted why she came there let her blow that up you know because she's essentially (laughs) self-destructive you know that that seemed very fun and then i think once we got to the end of of that season um it felt like it was time to it just felt time to do it it's yeah it's it's like it's that conducting thing.
2: <laughs> they missed that fist pump on the oh, <laughs> as they're listening. I'm not quite it's sure
1: what that to, meant. Oh. Was, I thought it, it was a shiving. I, I <laughs> it was yeah, move forward an aggressive man <laughs> is what it meant. Well, I'm but, it, but it's not. I
0: mean, again, based just on this season premiere, it's not real aggressive. Like it's not an explosion. No. It's like you say. You're starting to see mm. the chinks in it. You're starting to see these these little places where they can kind of take well, it apart. So yeah. how, did you, how did you and the writing staff start to figure out, you know, what's the way to do this?
1: Uh, because it isn't so much about the tent, po- the tent mm-hmm. posts of Norman killed this person, right. or this happens, it's more about the expansion of Norman's craziness. And that actually is a really exciting thing to get to um, build because it's his brain and, as we all know, brains are complicated and you can do all kinds of things with them. Um, So it's really interesting to think, okay, how are we going to build out that part of the storytelling that's about what is inside of Norman's brain? Um, When you start, when you read the book Psycho and you start reading it, you think he lives in a house with his mother. Um, Hmm. And so that's, you know, that's incredibly interesting as a storyteller to tell a story about a guy. Who thinks he is living in a universe that doesn't exist you know um that's really exciting, and so I think that's more how we think of it as writers as opposed to thinking of well, when do we get to the part where you know Janet Lee shows up, you know, right. which I think would. Always happen off screen, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would, that would be the fun of it. Well, that's your finale, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, not necessarily. <laughs> okay. I've already written the finale. <laughs>
0: um, let's talk about um, how how this show is put together and and sort of the process of it. I mean, you you alluded to it a little bit, but um, just from a pure nuts and bolts angle, mm-hmm. uh, you have a writers' room. Do yes. you guys? How are things pitched? What do you come into a season, you and Carlton come into a season with?
1: Um, Carlton and I tend to sit down preseason and kind of spitball um, and come up with with shapes, big kind of arc mm-hmm. um, shapes that we like. And uh, then take that into the writing room. And... Um, I, I, and my writing staff, who I love, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say their names really quickly. Do it. Steve Kornacki, Allison Evans, Phil Beiser, um Scott Kozar, Erica Lopez, and Tori Spear. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then we just take those big arcs and we build on them and we break them down and we throw out stuff that kind of falls apart and mm-hmm. then you know that's, that's kind of just the sculpting part of it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is it a? Is it a? democratic process very much so that's great yeah i mean it feels like again knowing you come from kadoms uh, and and even the stuff you worked on before like yeah. it feels like these you worked in rooms where everybody has a voice
1: oh my gosh yes yeah. i i think it's i mean why work with someone if you don't want them to have a voice you know you'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's why well, listen to this show <laughs> <laughs> that's why you hire them because uh, yeah. you like their voice and i think we have a, a great room because it's a very it's a really cool balance of of instruments of like different mm-hmm. things that people do well, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, it's really good. And then I also, I mean, I, I like to throw out ideas and get, get response. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, 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 sometimes can be a little too weird. So I need, I need to be kept in check. <laughs> you have six people telling you too yeah. weird. <laughs> Even that is
0: too a weird for <laughs> I, well, I got to say, like, that's one of the better qualities of the show is the line of weird. And I was going to ask you guys. Not getting both, too
2: overexcited.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you both about tone. And, yeah. you know, how do you maintain this tone without going too far into horror, into camp, into yeah. whatever, um, into melodrama? Even. Yeah. 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 Because uh, I don't think it ever quite tips into any of those. And then how do you guys find on set, how do you find in a scene, how do you find that that line?
1: Um, I mean, definitely you on the page we do it by feeling it out. And there are times, especially on... <laughs> <laughs> my first drafts were definitely tips <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then <what> <laughs> i have to reel it back in um it's just crazy like just too just i don't know i can write i can really write crazy emotional mm-hmm. shit um so then sometimes yeah you, you know in the next morning you look at it and you're like well, i can't put that out <laughs> 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 so then you just kind of edit it back a little bit or you know adjust it but mm-hmm. it, but it, but it, I think the thing that we always try to do is to just keep it as real as possible because there is any number of insane situations that happen every single day and are very realistic because they're real <laughs> <laughs> oh. and I think that's what we we try to do and then you know obviously having um incredibly you know just s- inspired acting um That always is grounded I mean it Mm -hmm. blows me away sometimes the things that we throw at you guys (laughs) and that comes back so real you know and so moving and um, it's really it's very cool. Yeah how do you guys you know maintain that dial?
2: Well that's what I I mean I guess as I was saying before it is that sense of it coming from a real place and being uh, being genuine as opposed to um, as opposed to acting or at least having <laughs> yeah. or performing. But then what's what's fun as well about Norman in this, in this third season is we see him performing a lot more and putting on these different personas as he interacts with different people. And so I guess in that case, it's even more key to have your kind of grounded Norman as a mm-hmm. base uh, upon which then people, knowing the character so well, will be able to sort of appreciate these weird... Um, personas that he assumes in in
0: in manipulating or toying with people. Well that's a tough acting trick too. But it's 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 fun. <laughs> Good. That's great. Um I'm sure there was never any question about whether or not both Freddie and, and you know the rest of the cast could pull that stuff
1: off, but it had to be a conversation about how far do we go? <laughs> I think, in the beginning, everything is a question. I mean, I feel like and I and Tucker Gates, who's our producing director, um, I think really uh, helped nail down the tone in the mm-hmm. pilot. um and it, and it very much walks the line of coming right up against camp or coming right up against melodrama, but but always you know, keeping it on the mm-hmm. other side. Um And then I think naturally too it 's just Vera and Friday I think that 's sort of their very that's that 's what they do yeah. <laughs> so, well
0: there 's very something something very human about yes. your relationship mm-hmm. with each other that you guys play, and there 's clearly an affection there that must be yeah. you know it must come from a real place from a
2: real place of course. Yeah. But it's also the writing. It's not just, it's just throwing back compliments. But <laughs>
1: no, we <the>, um, <laughs> do this all day. <laughs> no, it's chemistry though, and I mean, I do yeah. feel like that among like the whole production. There is just I've never. It's just such an amazing chemistry with mm. everyone. It's it's very cool. How we do we should you... all get married? <laughs> <laughs> we all in Canada, you can.
0: <laughs> um, how do you? How do you get that? Like that's that luck. finding that chemistry it really is luck, right? I think it, I think so. Yeah.
1: I mean, for instance, Vera and Freddie never sure. read together. No, I mean, they're both proper only role. people. Yeah. You know, it's not like you get them to read. <laughs> um, and then just the first time we saw them together, we we're just like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is cool. That's an amazing feeling. It is. And I mean, then you know you won the lottery. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's a little miracle. <laughs> for sure. um
0: I wanted to ask you just to pick up on something you were saying before uh are you how are you at rewriting
1: yourself? I think I'm actually pretty good at it I think how I'm, do you
0: do it It's hard
1: <laughs> because when I write it, I completely give over to it emotionally, like I live it mm-hmm. and then when i once it's written i I can stand back and look at it uh outside of it
0: and what are you looking for in that? second pass.
1: I think probably looking at it as an actor or a director, Hmm. saying this rings true, this is too much, this will be hard to play, this is redundant, this, you know, just stuff like that. It's very mechanical, really, when you think about it.
0: Well, and that's this is something I actually want to do that kind of pumped into my head as you were speaking earlier, but, you know, you've written a number of pilots, um, and I'm curious about writing pilots to appeal to Actors, directors—you yeah. know, all the people who have to read it to yeah. hopefully get that pilot off the ground. Yeah what What is that process like for you? What's going through your head?
1: Uh, I feel like I feel like again, it's that thing of, of um, wanting to write characters that are uncommon hmm. and compelling and a little different, um, you know, so that so that you're fascinated in watching them. Um, and I think usually the more complex and grounded a character is the more it's going to appeal to actors um and the you know the and directors i i think um i don't really you know it's like i've written um when i write pilots i've told so many of my friends who are writers especially young ones like you can't write a pilot and expect it to get made you have to, like, I just think of it as, as almost like a school assignment that mm-hmm. someone is paying me for, which is awesome, <laughs> and I get to write this thing that I really want to write, and you know, once you write it, it's it's kind of out of your hands, because mm. there's so many powers that be about what's going to go, what they need, what they don't need, Um, but I, I also tell people, like, not to get up, you know, like, we should be happy that that's the way it is, because if people could magically pick, um, you know, <laughs> X factors um, they would they would hire 10 writers and they would make 10 shows and none of us <laughs> would have worked right. uh, during pilot season so <laughs>
0: good point um, alright so to go back to the process of putting this show together um, episodes are broken in yeah. the room um, are they fully outlined in the room what is what mm-hmm. is the first the, thing uh, that they're, the they're broken points? down by
1: beats Okay. so we we have the beats which is basically like I would say like a paragraph description of the scene and so once we have, have we kind of act it out out loud, like through the whole thing, like a it. bunch of times, <laughs> rearrange things. Are you normal? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't act it out by no, parts. But, but um, like it's I more know. like, like yeah, felt. it's like radio uh, <laughs> entertainment. But you hear it out loud and you mm-hmm. can get a feel for it. Um, and then once we are happy with that, then we'll assign an outline.
0: Okay. Uh, so then the writer goes off, does his or her outline. Yes. Uh, does that go to... It goes to you and Carlton, yes, obviously. Does right. it go to network also? No. Okay. So no. it's an, an internal yeah. document. Yeah. Um, and then you give notes as notes are needed. Yes. Um,
1: and then usually they go to script off okay. of that and, and incorporate the notes.
0: Okay. And do you uh, do much rewriting? I do. And there's no bad answer. No, you know, I this mean... Is, this I, is the job of the showrunner.
1: I, yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with that tone mm-hmm. that is a is a really Absolutely. slippery one, you know?
0: This show is a specific voice, and that belongs to someone.
1: But um, that being said, it's still part of a... It's part of a process that we all do together, yeah. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, it's, it's still a collaboration. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um... What is...
0: I'm curious about this as, you know, a writer on staff myself. What is the job of the your writing staff?
1: Um, I think the job of any writing staff, I mean, and I say this having been on many yeah. of them, is to support the showrunner and to make their life as easy as possible to yeah. try to hear what they need and what they're looking for. And then at the same time, to imbue yourself into it in a way that becomes really necessary to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ki- it kind of is that combination of elements on a staff. Yeah, well, and I think we, we may have even talked
0: about this in the past, of like, even when you are a writer on staff, your voice is part of that
1: show, yes, hopefully. Yes, absolutely it is, yes. And I think on the best staffs, everyone feels a little bit like they're running the room. I think, I think that that's, those are to me the happiest staffs, when everybody feels really present and contributing and you know have you had that experience? Oh yeah That's and, great. Um, I mean working with Jason Kadams mm-hmm. um, we mostly um, there would sometimes be like a like a number two person mm-hmm. but generally it was we we did we just it was very democratic yeah yeah
0: I, I remember hearing
1: that a lot yeah about, uh, especially the Friday Night Lights room yeah yeah uh, it sure. was a really fun room
0: That's great. Um, and, and Friday, I'm curious from you, this is sort of similar to the question I led with, but, you know, how is the physical production different from working on a movie? It goes a lot quicker. Sure. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's a lot
2: cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'd say, that, yeah, that's the perhaps the biggest difference, mm-hmm. especially as we said that I know you can sort of map out your... Character beforehand, so there's right. no sort of surprises in that way. Um, it's,
0: yeah. How how do you and the other actors? How do you grapple with that? I mean, it's a moving train, and that mm. can really be a challenge. So how do you guys? Again, you're you're trying to. You're all working to make this show yeah. the best show it can be. So how do you? You know, one thing do, that work I work on that schedule.
2: One thing I always. And I and then so much of it is from the writing as well. Of course, it's always sort of working in tandem. The fact that these scenes are written that may be reminiscent of scenes in the past, but they aren't entirely mm-hmm. the same. Um, and similarly, it's this challenge to not uh, ever become so comfortable that you kind of that with the with a character that you know how the scene is going to be before you actually get there. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to. To read the scene and then think, oh I know Vera will play it like this and then I'll react like this and then that will be the scene. It's cute. Which after a while I think is a danger because, because there there become less and less different ways to play it. <laughs> uh but it's it the challenge is making sure that everything is always fresh and different and that you don't regurgitate things that you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's the same with, with writing it too, that you think, oh, we could just, we, we've got an easy solution to this one, we'll just right. play it out in this way. <laughs> we've um, done that, we did this in mm-hmm. episode yeah. four. Yeah. And I think in the third season, there are a lot more, there's, a, there's different sides of Norman and different reactions that he hasn't had before. Um, whereas perhaps the first two seasons were more similar, the third mm-hmm. season, it's really moving him forward in a new, mm-hmm.
0: fresh, way. Yeah, you're giving, um, getting different dynamics within the same relationships. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's
1: really exciting.
2: Because um, it doesn't just descend into a sort of shouty scene <laughs> that you know is going to... Do you know what I... Yeah.
1: Absolutely. You don't want to do bore you? yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's when you know it's time to go home. Well, after it 30 to, yeah, <laughs> <You know. laughs> Yeah, it but has then, to stay surprising to yeah. your, to you. Yes. Yeah, But then
2: it's also at the same time slightly unnerving because you know that you could play it a certain way that would work well. Interesting. <laughs> um, but you sort of shy away from doing that in order to try and come up with something that's mm-hmm. that's different and more appropriate. Um, just thinking of, like, you know, Norman and... Uh, ..the a uh, love interest of, of Norma's character this year and an mm-hmm. interaction with them, uh, and... Yeah, the, I guess the way he's interacting with new characters and the way he's taking charge a lot more in his relationship with with Norma mm-hmm. um, and in becoming more of an equal with her. Uh, and to some extent that goes down to sort of to driving the scenes in a way that Norman perhaps didn't when he was... A little boy. Right. Now and he's he a lot more, reacting more. Yes, and now he's more mature. It's the, there's a sort of greater responsibility as an actor in that way also to to drive the scene as opposed to having it taking a backseat and being the the young Norman who's just the victim. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. <laughs> and it's super interesting to watch yeah. because Vera will have her own like chemical reaction to that, yeah. you know. Sure. Um, so it's it's really cool. It's interesting. I mean. I
0: didn't know that's what I was seeing on the screen. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> what I'm seeing on the screen, and it's, it's amazing that it's palpable in that way. Um, yeah. Do you feel like, as an actor, you have a bag of tricks that you can go to easily or that you can avoid in circumstances like these where you're trying to push yourself a little more? The same question's coming to you. Okay.
2: A <laughs> uh, bag of tricks. Not particularly. Okay. I think there are certain ticks that you give a character mm-hmm. um, but they're not so much to sort of get out of a sticky situation, sure. more just something that you, is slightly repeated mm-hmm. over time but not in, a, not in a way of kind of getting out of sure. what you're no, meant to I'm do
0: yeah. like of you know when you talk about I've played this scene, a scene mm. similar to this, yes. so I need the emotion similar to this so I know I can do that thing uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. you're able to go back and pick out that thing and say, I can apply it to the situation. I don't know what that thing sure. is. Yeah,
2: um, I don't know a trick. I mean, it's not particularly a trick, but something that I, I always... Think
0: trick is probably the wrong one.
2: <laughs> but something I always we'll try tools. and do... No, I'm not sure I was going to describe a tool, but I don't know if this is the sort of tool that you're after. Um, <laughs> is... Um, playing against the emotion... Mm-hmm. which I think also with a television show where you see the character, you don't want them ever to become indulgent or to feel mm-hmm. that Norman is is uh, feels these emotions and is always so sad and it's kind of keeping in your mind the fact that it isn't just that scene that you're playing now but it's going to be a whole string of scenes over an entire season mm-hmm. and even if Norman is unhappy in lots of those scenes you can't just go crying from scene to scene. Um, And also I think it's a lot more real to have characters that don't say exactly what they think. And in Bates Motel, there's so much um, of that performing, as we said earlier, or lying, or Hmm. simply just trying to cover up what you feel because it's too hurtful. Mm -hmm. And so I often write sort of P slash A on the side of my scripts as sort of like playing against the emotion in the scene. And when you are really sad, you can just look at someone and say, no, I'm really, I'm happy, and you right. know what they're really thinking. Yeah. So maybe that's a trick of some sort. Yeah. well,
0: I mean, that's <laughs> certainly a technique. I yeah. think it's, it's really interesting. Um, similar question. You know, are there, what What are your bags of tricks as an actor? Um, uh, as a
1: writer, rather. <laughs> My bags what of are tricks they as, an as an actor? actor? <laughs> Much more interesting. Um... <sighs> I know, and, and I you know, I, that, would, that would honestly probably be easier for the staff to answer than for me because I probably don't that's see funny. them as well. <laughs> I think that, um, you probably know <laughs> what <else? laughs> no, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I, I guess I like to play, I, I like to play against stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing something that's super emotional, I will like to undercut it. If I'm, if I like to, this is probably a trick, although I don't think of it that way, it's a tool. So tool <laughs> exactly but the idea that you play the stuff that's very important downplay it and the stuff that's min- minutia mm-hmm. character stuff big yeah i think yeah. that's probably a habit that i have
0: that and i i feel like that is the way to tell good stories on tv honestly <laughs> like make the small big and the big small i feel like that's something we're all that's the stuff we respond to most strongly on tv Maybe. and it's also so powerful the emotions in bates
2: motel that there's no need to yeah. overplay them that's or to true. make them to try and make them big because they're not because they they already are at their kind of
0: simple level yeah that makes a lot of sense um all right premiere monday yes march 9th um is there anything else you guys want to say about this premiere That's or really not that. this Great. season
2: <laughs> it is I think it's be the season, best, best yeah,
0: season definitely. it's a really
1: good, good season and it's um, get on the train now <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I do feel like if you've been enjoying the show you're going to be knocked out by new stuff and like new emotions yes. and new kinds of scenes, yeah. uh, and if you haven't been watching the show, I feel like you can really jump in on this season
1: Yeah. You know. I, I feel that way too, and I think this is just when the storytelling is just kind of taking off mm-hmm. um, in a real yeah. Meaty way.
2: <laughs> Another ah. thing that's been tri- yeah. tricky um, this season, I think with Norman now being aware of what he's capable of, hmm. of not having him... Still not having him aware of where he's going. Mm-hmm. So you... And Tucker said this to me the other day. He was like, oh, there was a sort of one take, and it was like I was just too self-aware. Like, And he has this... Of course he has this self-awareness, but he doesn't perhaps know exactly where he doesn't know where he's going to end up right. and so not sort of having him too manipulative which I guess Kerry will be pleased to hear <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well sure, he's yes. learning how to do these things yeah. That's really cool. Um, and we'll end as we always do, uh, and I'll start with you Freddie. Uh What are you watching on television? What are you excited about? What are you talking with your friends, your family, your collaborators about?
2: Not very um, not <laughs> Not loads. Okay. I don't really watch that much television. Oh. I've seen a lot of Parks and Recreation recently For... that I've enjoyed a lot. <laughs> All
1: right. Um, Freddie and I are the wrong people to ask this question <laughs> to. You guys. Yeah. But you should hear him speak with his Castilian accent. <laughs> <laughs> just I think we're you know, Spanish television so, well, shows. So, so you can catch up on Netflix. Um, <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I was actually just trying to plug Netflix. <laughs>
2: yeah. people should definitely catch up on netflix yeah i'm certain they will we wrote together as well which we never got to discuss carrie what? and
1: i we did we wrote a pilot together
0: this you know you guys i asked you if there was anything you wanted to talk about
1: <laughs> that was fun what what was this what happened it was a comedy we, yeah we wrote a half hour, hour for mbc ah. mm-hmm. it was really fun actually what, tell me about it uh, it, was, it was based in the world of um, venture capitalism and it was about a very um, overly emotional female executive and her British assistant
2: <laughs> <laughs> Really? I know where, where the inspiration where did come came from, from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah. um, that's fantastic well, was this just fine. this past season? Yes. I mean this lying yeah. season Yeah. Um, and how was it collaborating
1: as writers together? Was,
0: or did you it write was, it together?
1: How did it work? We well we did it because we're in different countries yeah. pretty much the whole time. But um it, you know, we didn't really know how it would work, and we kind of we sold it, which was great. That was a fun adventure. Um, and <laughs> and Freddie was great. I mean, for you, have you, you've never written a script before?
2: No, he it was, was the first just, like essays at university, which oh, were really? very
1: good. <laughs> yeah. I read his essays, they were very, very good. <laughs> but it is similar to I acting,
2: do. it's once you found that character, and then it's just, you know, you're seeing the world through each of their eyes mm-hmm. and kind of writing in that way.
0: But translating it to language rather than, say, emotions yes. mm-hmm. is, yeah. is a really interesting
1: thing. But Freddy's great fun... all about language, though. I mean, yeah, you are kind like. of the... You're pretty, and, pretty adept in that. Great
2: fun just to create something that was sort of the thing that hit me most from the start. It was just, you have absolutely nothing and you can kind of hmm. say whatever you like. Whereas with acting, you always
0: kind of come through halfway through sure. the stage. So how did you guys even formulate the story?
1: We were at the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. And we were thinking of ideas just for fun. And so we, we just thought of that one, and we, we talked about it a little bit more over dinner, and yeah. then we, we worked it out a little bit and pitched it.
0: And the pitch process was great?
1: It was okay. I mean, pitching, pitching is, is pitching is tough. It's definitely not my favorite thing, and I was. It was
2: funny going into the Universal offices with all of the Bates Motel.
1: It was very surreal, <laughs> nice. honestly. Yeah. But it was you can't great. Just point to that.
0: And go, I think we, we can know what we're doing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, nothing like Bates Motel at all. No,
1: but it was good. It went good. Yeah. It went really well.
0: Uh, I will say, and and I have had the experience too of pitching with. An actor, yeah, uh, and it's nice to have someone shiny and yes. you know, well-spoken that yes. they can, the executives can look at.
1: Yes, it is. It is. That's definitely true because I usually just go in there and emote. Yeah, right. <laughs> emote all over the place for like twenty minutes and then leave. But yeah. you guys are, you know, charming for a living.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a performance, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you sold the thing, and then uh, how long did it take to actually write it? And how did you A couple write of it? months. We wrote. Yeah. You passed ideas back and forth? Yeah. yeah you uh-huh. did the outline.
1: Yeah, and then you did... Well, we, yeah, we kind of we split it up all the you different did, bits. You and, did yeah. the first, yeah, first Act part, and, and then yeah. we would pass each other stuff back and forth, and... That was awesome. nice. Yeah, it, was, it was good. It was, it was we'll do something great. else. <laughs> yeah. Because you were both happy it with the such process. It was fun collaborating. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It was great fun.
0: That's really cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. We worked well, well together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no fallouts. <laughs> 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 Did
0: you ever get close? Did you ever get dicey? <laughs> no,
2: never. No. I, I can't that's imagine it That's why it was so fun with the comedy, though, because it's just, yeah. I don't know. We both, I think we have a similar sense of humor and very it was much so. more just laughing.
0: Yeah. Would it, you both like to do some comedy?
1: I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do love comedy. I do.
0: I'd love to, yeah. You guys, do it.
1: <laughs> Just do another one. <laughs> yeah, do another one.
0: It's easy, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's really cool. Uh, congrats on that. I'm sorry it didn't get made. Is yeah, what well, asking? not right now, anyway. Okay. Yeah.
1: But if but someone you know, wants how to. Story <laughs> about anybody who's listening to this. Swing by. <laughs> call Universal. Right.
0: Uh, well that's cool. Well, we look forward to more collaborations, uh, more written collaborations yeah, and I, more uh, uh, production collaborations. So yes. uh, and we'll all be watching season three of Bates Motel.
1: Thank you Thanks so guys. much. Thank you. Thanks for Cheers. coming. Lovely to be here. Thanks.
0: Now leaving nerdist.com i <laughs>